Good evening, wonderful CTDWers. That's a hard one <laughs> oh, to say. Oh, we're going to have to find something better than that. <laughs> um, Christian Theological Dark Webbers. You, like you, CTologians. I don't know. We'll have to figure out something. I'm sure there's something there. You, you dark web theologians. There you go. There you go. That's it. The the DW theologians. Ah, I dig it. Okay. Hello. Good evening, dark web theologians. How are you doing? (laughs) Lovely. Um, Hey, guys. How's it going? Um, We are doing an unexpected Cosmo edition, as it were. Yeah. Um, We, well, geez, um, before I let Shelly take the reins, I'm just going to get started real quick, but this is really her idea. Well, not completely her idea, but I, I think largely she's she's super, super passionate about it. Um, and frankly, we should all be really passionate about this particular subject. Um, I'm right. not going to, you know, give it away right away. Um, I'm going to go super quick. Uh, we had planned to record two other uh, um, episodes, which we will do on Tuesday. Today is Sunday, Sunday evening. And Today um, is that- Sunday, December Almost. 3rd. I just want to put that out there because... Um, because the date matters today. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, I'll let her get, get onto that subject momentarily. (laughs) Um, I, uh, am going to just kind of be following along for this one, which is kind of for the moment going to be a nice change of pace for me because my head is kind of spinning a little bit from all the stuff we've been studying and researching and working and having kids and doing stuff, you know, all that crap. Um, God bless it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so really, guys, just I want to give you guys quick plugins and we'll get started. This is um, just some news as well. So uh, as you know, you guys can sign up for three bucks if you would like to become a behind the paywall subscriber. We may have something uh, kind of dwindling today for the the uh, post the post uh, information uh, podcast. Um, sometimes we have full episodes, but a lot of times we have extended episodes that go actually fairly longer uh, than the regular episodes. So that may happen today. I don't know. We'll have to see. But um, this was kind of a spur of the moment um, decision to do this this topic today. Um, although we had definitely been brainstorming about doing it for a while, um, and it it really had been heavy on both our hearts, but especially on Shelley's. And so um, you guys can definitely sign up for three bucks a month. Um, do that at, uh, Spotify or at Patreon. If you would like to, we would love to have you guys on board. Um, we're slowly growing a small, uh, not cult gathering, but definitely a larger family. Uh, (laughs) That's, that's what the ploy was all along with the dark web. No, I'm kidding. No, no, that's not not the ploy. Now you guys have become family to us. We love interacting with you guys, man. Whether you guys are, paying subscribers or not really matters very little to me i mean it's always great if you do but if you don't it doesn't matter if you just love being part of this this world this family and you mm-hmm. guys man you guys like are involved mm-hmm. in our lives now and and i feel like you guys are people that i want to meet one day so whether in this oh, life or the absolutely. next one, i don't know i don't want to happen right. but it will um so yeah having said that guys go sign up if you would like to do that guys we have some merch on the the store as always I got these bad boys right here at the computer side just to make sure you can see what they look like in all their glory. We got Biggity Blue. Nice. We got Mr. 
anti-transhuman. <laughs> you got your toxic ooze. Such a good one. You can't even see all the variegation of those really colors. Appreciate it quite as well. And you got your purple nice. and black background. So head over there and buy those guys. We are having shirts made. I'm actually working um, right alongside Josh. Shout out to Josh. What's up, brother? Um, working right alongside him with um, some actually people he works with getting our shirts made. We have uh, a, a pretty close design to what we want. And we're going to be working with some artists there and get some shirts rolling, have the um, self-titled uh, blasted out first, which would be really, really freaking awesome and will be awesome rather. <clears throat> and I think actually at the behest of Josh's suggestion, um, people seem to like this one. We haven't even had a chance to do our Cosmo vision about this guy yet, but we no, certainly we will. Haven't. Um, that's probably going to be one of the first things we do hitting hitting the ground running next year um and it'll probably just be an intro because that's such a deep deep topic Holy right moly, that, uh, right get all of it um that one and we got one other on the uh on the horizon i won't give it away but it has to do with aliens and gods and all that good jazz so you know stay tuned for that um man yeah that's really it uh Shell, is there anything you want to share just personal or anything else before i let you take the reins um no, except that I think I have too much light going on here, and I might just have to do something else with these Christmas lights because they're they're driving my brain nuts. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie; it doesn't look like Christmas light. It looks like cymatics in the background or something. Like, yeah, it's very trippy. it's Christmas lights, but and it looks very different in my room from how it comes out in the. Um, I also have Christmas lights over there, right there. Yeah, those are lovely little Christmas lights. I have Christmas lights all over the place. I've got my <laughs> can't even. I'm in the way. <laughs> the trees are awesome. It's like my, my trees. She did, and I love them. The lights on them. I did, and I've had them now for what uh, three years? I think. Yeah, yeah, At probably least so. Two, and I really yeah. do like them. And I have Christmas. I have another Christmas tree in here, and oh, I have you know other Christmas that. stuff. Wearing <laughs> I'm wearing red. I mean, you are. You are. It is not red. unusual for me. Right. You hate red. It's but a give me just a second, because I know it's horrible. I just am going to have to do something about this, because it really is getting me. Oh, it's a bummer. I was, I was enjoying that. I know it's so much fun, yeah. but the it's, it's a bit much at the moment. I'll see if middle I can bring age it down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's like nope that doesn't bring it down much at all does it no not at all okay there sorry guys i know it makes me sad too <sighs> not gonna lie i'll have to figure out a better way for later is tis what it is maybe we can give just a little bit without quite so much going it'll just sit there oh uh, and i'll have it better for later i don't know it's all right Treason so i rearranged on. the office this um week and it's almost done 
but I moved I would, everything a half a turn. I don't. I mean, I could re I rearranged some of the stuff I have in my office, but there's no way for me to rearrange this oh, office. Your office. <laughs> no, I basically did a bit of a corner turn. My bookshelf used to be right here, and now it's over there. And my desk was at six o'clock. Now it's at nine o'clock. This is twelve o'clock. So. Mm. Hmm. Um, so yeah, things had, had to be moved. The bird was not a fan. Um, the animals are totally a fan because the cats now get to be right in front of the window where my desk was, and hopefully they won't be on my desk so much. Yeah. I make no promises, guys. We already know I have a menagerie and my life goals are That's to right. have a, a wee little petting farm. So, <laughs> yeah. well, that's a feline infestation. So, you know, I want to have a big enough farm that they can roam outside more freely without both. me having to worry about nefarious people or cars. So, <laughs> or other humans, for that matter. So those, those are this chick's goals. Yep. <laughs> um, so it's real interesting. Today is Sunday, because you guys know we usually do a recording Sunday, on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, fun day. Um, and what was I doing? I don't know. I opened my phone. And I'm not one to, like, go straight to my phone in the morning when I wake up. Um, if Danny is at work and I'm at home because, you know, if, if you have been following along, you know, my husband works nights. Right. Um, then, you know, I look at my phone to say good morning to him. But <laughs> it's a Sunday. We're both home. Yeah. Um, but I opened my phone and for some reason actually went to the scripture of the day. I read the word every day, but I... I don't normally go to the scripture of the day and I'll tell you why. And you guys will be like, Oh, that's a little bit lame Shelly, but that is what it is. I feel like all the scriptures that they use for scripture of the day are like the, the happy positive ones, you know? Yeah. They're mm -hmm. not like, and I will crush you with the everlasting vengeance. You know, I mean, that's a, <laughs> a rough way to wake up. I'm not going to lie. With that, it would be. <laughs> but the well, scripture this morning, actually, Nahum, it says like, oh, "I will gosh, lift up your say? skirts and felt and and pelt you with filth." It's like one of my favorite ones. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> there, are, there are lots of scriptures that just aren't going to make it onto the daily verse calendars. I'm just saying, and that's exactly what what the U version Bibles, you know, scripture of the day is. And and anybody else who read the scripture this morning, you might remember, um, it is Psalm 130, verse 5. And it says, I wait for the Lord, my whole being waits, and in his word I put my hope, which is a yeah. very, very great scripture. I absolutely yeah. love it. But then I was like, oh, I know that that's familiar to me. And so I went back to read all of Psalm 130 and um, we will read Psalm 130. But I will tell you before we continue to God's word, what our topic is about. 
Um, if you've been living in this world, as I'm pretty sure you all have since October 7th, then you know that on October 7th, Hamas decided that was the day to, um, man, I, I can't even think of good verbs and adjectives right now. That was the day to commit heinous atrocities. That was the day that they decided to uh, hide your children, hide your wife. Here is, here is your warning that subject matter here might be brutal. Uh, it'll be way less brutal than the acts of that day, but we won't sugarcoat it. Um, that's the day they decided to to rape women and girls to to burn babies, to murder babies, to put bullets in the heads of babies. Oh God, that's right, and to take off their heads, mm -hmm. to put them in ovens as they rape the mothers. I mean, just the things still takes my breath away to think about. We we use words like terror and horror way too familiarly, and as a result, they have lost the horror that is implicit in the words. And what happened on October 7th was unexcusable. There is no way to justify it. Um, there's no justification for what Hamas terrorists did to Israeli civilians, Israeli civilians, normal people like the people in your neighborhood right now. Look out one of your windows. Think about the kids who play down the street, who you have to slow your car down. You're trying to get home from work and you're like, oh, these kids are playing ball. And then you're like, oh, but kids are outside playing with balls. That's fantastic. You know, and then you're like, well, I don't want to hit anybody. So you slow down. Those kids, you know, those kids, those little boys, those little girls, their parents in their houses, their grandma, grandmothers and grandfathers, their brothers and sisters, those people just exactly like you, just exactly like me. Mm -hmm. Those people woke up to have a Saturday. Um, not even a normal Saturday. It wasn't supposed to be a normal Saturday anyhow is um a very holy day and it was the end of a feast period so it was still uh waking up on a saturday morning um shabbat's not over until saturday night so these people had their phones turned off they didn't have their phones because um if you're orthodox you don't you don't use your phones. You don't use the light in your refrigerator. You don't use your stove. You have, like, if you want to know what it's like to live kosher, um, do some research. It's very, very different than how you and I think of a Saturday morning. Um, they had no warning. Their phones didn't make that alert that we all hate and try to turn off on our phones and our watches. Their stuff was turned off. There was no alert for them. That's why so many people died. And whether it was hubris of the IDF that they they were too 
um, dependent on their um, technology or, you know, too, too full of themselves thinking we've got good walls, it works well, we can relax. Whatever the reason was that they were so successful, Hamas was so successful that Saturday morning. Um, what Some of it will come out in the wash. A lot of it, let's face it, we won't get to know because, well, because we don't matter enough to know. Um, not to the world powers anyway. Um, it's also fair to mention, you know, if there was some sort of intention, I, I'm not suggesting this. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Um, you know, how I, there's I been questions of it. Right. Of uh, the Israeli people. I really do. Um, good, good night. I deeply love Arabs for that matter. Um, right. But um, I have, I have a special place, obviously in my heart as a Christian for, uh, for Jews. I mean, it's, it's hard not to. Um, right. So I preface, I say that to preface my, my next comment, which is we don't know if there was some legit nefariousness in allowing Hamas to do that attack somewhere within some sort of whistleblower that, uh, came out, you know, saying that, that this was intentional on, on Israel's part, that they allowed this to happen. That I, I mean, that may be true. Um, and all of that to, to, be said, to some degree, right. Or to some degree, right, right. And, and, and even if all of that turns out to be true, it won't make a difference um, in how you're supposed to pray. Um, no, you know, unless, not a bit. Unless you want to say, you know, bring out the lies, which I'm, yeah, absolutely. Bring it to the party, man. Yeah. Bring, the, bring, bring the, the dark things, things cool. to light. Absolutely. Cool. It should be a part of our prayer life. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that's not to, that's not to absolve Israel of any, you know, any wrongdoing. I'm, I wouldn't, you know, dream of it. You know, everyone's held accountable for their own sins and their own actions. Right. But, but, and you may continue, Sean, go ahead. <laughs> but thanks. It's a great way. Um, there's no excusing the, the inhumanity no. that was displayed that day i had literal inhumanity because i don't know how you kill children and go back to your house and pick up your child and love on it i don't know how you do that that is not within my ability to do um i and i know that there were drugs found in a lot of hamas uh the the terrorist pockets uh, both living and uh, the dead ones. Um, so we know that there was drugs, which I'm not going to lie to you, makes it a lot better for me. Hmm. It it makes it better because the atrocities were so violent, so inhumane, so egregious. I, egregious i like and there aren't enough hyperbolic negative words for me right. to to pull out of my repertoire to use to describe this it was so bad it's like how can a human do this to another human and and be okay next tuesday but at least with drugs you're not in your right mind yeah and it doesn't take away an ounce of the culpability. Yeah, not one, not one. But 
it's somehow it still usages the uh, the awfulness of it a little bit for me, knowing that these um, these terrorists were were drugged out of their minds. Barbarians, man. Um, that said, also, if if you haven't heard, you certainly can. It's very easy to get to because I have heard the um, the conversations of uh, the terrorists who used a lady's phone after he killed her to um, uh, what did he he use? He used the WhatsApp. A WhatsApp. He WhatsApped his parents and told him, I killed 10 Israelis, 10. I can't believe it. And the dad in the background, on the other side of the, the call is like, uh, Al-Akbar, whatever. I can't say it right. I'm not going to. Whatever. God be praised. And his mom is like crying with joy in the background. I would have been, yeah, your God is not greater. I know you think so today. Um, I, I hate what that saying represents. They greater than who? Who are they saying? Don't don't tell me that Allah and Yahweh are the same God. They're not, because you're trying to say that that saying is that Allah is greater than God. And he's not. He's not greater than God. The day will come. Um, but I listened to to the recording, and you know, of course, it's dubbed in English. You know, because I'm an English speaker. Um, but it's not hard. It's not hard to find um, any of the live streams that they did. Any any of the. Um, any of the stuff because they are very proud about it. I was talking to Danny this morning and I said, it's like, you know, Hitler took video of all of the atrocities he perpetuated. You know, we have video of the Nazis making Jews dig trenches and then shooting them as they're in it. He took video of it. He panned through all of the dead bodies. We can see it. We have video evidence of what he did. What he did not do is send it to the Allied forces. He did not send it to to the American president or to um, Churchill or the Queen and say, Haha, look what I've done. You know, I, he watched it for his own enjoyment, but he didn't he didn't put it out there. And I was telling Danny, man, they put it out there with so much pride, so much glee, so much joy. Um, it just it like boggles the mind is is monstrous as Hitler was. He wasn't that brazen. Hamas is so, so very, very brazen. Um, so I know we, we've all heard people chant from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. Um, 
I want you to understand that that river and that sea that they're talking about are the same river and the same sea that God establishes as the um, the boundaries for the land that he's giving to the children of Israel while they're still in um, in the desert right before right before Moses is about to pass he Moses is giving an account it's in Deuteronomy um, I'm sorry I didn't pull it up and I ought to have but Moses gives an account of um, everything God has done um, for the children of Israel from the time of the plagues in Egypt through through that day you know he knows he's about to to die and he's he's recounting in Deuteronomy all that God has done all the things that they have done he's 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 firmly planting the recent history in the minds of the second generation of Israelis who are still in the desert because their parents didn't get to cross over because of their stubbornness and their shenanigans and their grumbling and their talking crap against God and against Moses and Aaron and Miriam. Um, and Moses, Moses gives the delineation of the river and the sea from the Euphrates to um, the Red Sea. All of that area will be the Levant, that will be Israel. That is, that is the promised land that he's given to Israel. Um, and we can read it in Deuteronomy. It is right there. The only reason I'm so familiar with the passage right now is because that's where I've recently been reading um, in in reading through the bible with my husband so it's fresh in my mind it's not like i'm some great theologian who can <laughs> who can quote deuteronomy to you that is not the case <laughs> but you know what god god does things very intentionally and i think he he has had us where he's had us in his word um, yeah. To prepare us for this time to be able to say, you know, let me tell you, I know what river and what sea, and I know how that speaks I, in God's face. That's what it is. It's in God's face. Um, because God said, this is, this is the land I'm giving you. This is the land flowing with milk and honey. This is the promised land. This is what I promised to Jacob, to to Isaac, to Abraham, this this is my promise. I promise this to your forefathers. Here it is. Yeah. And today you get a bunch of of uh, Westerners chanting it and not knowing what the crap they're talking about. And it irritates me. I'm not going to lie. It more than irritates me. It really pisses me off. Sure. Sorry, Aunt Bertha. Um. But it really, really does. <laughs> it it makes me angry. You know what, though? It makes God angry. I know it does. Because this is, is the enemies. This is, this is little G's 
mm-hmm. um, manipulating humans to tell God from the river to the sea, Palestine yeah. shall be free. I was going to say, and, I'm not, I'm not going to go super into it, but um, I think it would behoove us just to mention that there is a lot of um, historical basis for the claim that Allah is not the same God as uh, Jehovah. Um, oh yeah, he absolutely is not. Historical basis for that. Um, so, <clears throat> if you heard that in passing, and you're like, uh, I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, no, yeah, there's some very there's watcher worship all up in that bad boy that has mm-hmm. a whole lot to do with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, which absolutely, we I'm pretty it. sure Allah is is Baal. Yeah, yeah, the, the same bloodthirstiness yeah. there. Um. We will get more in depth into that at a later time, but I, I just wanted to, it's important. It's important to, to, to realize like what we're dealing with. Good point. Right? Yeah, when you don't, absolutely. When you don't good point. It, you don't really have a good, you know, grasp of it. Sorry. Show, go ahead. Nope. No, no, no. That is super valid point. Um, I like that a lot. And I wasn't even planning on talking about that, but <laughs> it's always what happens, right? <laughs> it really, it does. But it, it's something that has irritated me, um, especially since I've been in Deuteronomy, um, you know, throughout a good portion of the month of November. So, like, right at this time. You guys are speeding through it. Um, oof, I don't know. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> when you're reading it out loud, it's it's a lot of, of fun words and names to, <laughs> to yeah. stumble through <laughs> yeah, yeah. but but there's also so much history there you know it's like oh i can put a pin in that mm-hmm. and i can take it to here yeah. and and i can see the um the relationships between then and now. And so uh, I think it's really cool. It really, the word is so alive, even the book of, you know, Deuteronomy. Um, just, just, just so alive. I can see God's hand just all over it. And um, again, if you have not read the Bible through, do it. Ricky's on his second time. Um, I know read the word really the well, but I'm on my first time reading it straight through. Like yeah, here, there, I'm all of the things. Reads, right, and I'm reading it straight through. Yeah, Shell, yes. I bet Shell's going to do a chronological one after after this. this I am. Time. Oh yeah, it's already it's it is already penciled yeah. in. Yeah, Pastor on... gave me that chronological Bible, so I've been which which is funny because basically you just read through the Torah, like just straight, like, just like it is. You don't really change much there, but there are, it's very interesting because there are some Psalms that show up like right around Deuteronomy. Yeah. And so they're kind of sprinkled in there, which is really, really cool. Actually. I'm, I'm kind of excited to get to that when, whenever I do. So, sorry. Yeah, I know. I could see that. I'm, I'm excited about doing that to be honest with you. I think that's really, um, really going to be neat. But I want to get through this from from start to finish Do it, first, um, and and I can't believe I have not done it before, but have not am now recommend it. Ten out of ten, it's hard work and worth every bit. Going back to this morning, 
um, we had what a uh, six days of ceasefire. Yeah. And yeah, some of the hostages were released, but not whole families. Yeah. Well, um, which was kind of an awful thing, I, man. I just am not very nefarious. And sometimes I think I'm pretty nefarious. I've thought some pretty cool plot twists for thrillers and whatever, but I did not ever once think of keeping back part of a family unit so that I could still control the fam the part of the family unit I'm freeing. Talk about free, what is it, rent, uh, living in their heads rent-free? Like only the bodies of, of these Israelis who have been released, only their bodies are free. Their minds aren't. Their hearts aren't. They still have loved ones under the control of Hamas. What are they going to say? What are they... What are they going to do? They're still in bondage. They're still, there's not freedom. Yeah. There's not freedom till they're all home, till the dads are reunited with their children and their wives, till, till, till the babies are back with the families. And that, that goes for, that goes for, um, what we would, uh, what, what most people would term, uh, Palestinians, as well as uh, Israelis, which is pal Palestinian is a, is a misnomer word, but um, we'll just use that to say the uh, the larger Arab population, which is what most people refer to when they say Palestine. Um, Palestinians are suffering under Hamas just as much as, as Israelis are there in the Gaza Strip. I mean, they're they're being forced into the well, same Yeah, they're just meat shields. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right? And I, I think that... Um, a person we desperately wanted to have on um, the show, but you know we were just waiting to see what what God God as you guys know we were waiting to have more guests on until next year and but someone we really did want to talk to, um, kind of when this whole thing hit the fan from the very beginning back on that was the seventh of October right, mm -hmm. um, uh, said something so I mean it just it it broke my heart man, um. Arab blood isn't important until Israel's involved. No one cares if Arabs die until until yeah. Israel is involved. And I think that that's so heinous. That's so. It's just it's it's dark and cynical. It's, it's dark and dirty. cynical. Yeah, um, it, it, that breaks my heart. Actually, like I don't want anyone to have to die. You know, um, in in the words of everyone's favorite person right now, um, when they asked uh, Trump. What we what are you gonna do about Ukraine and Russia? He's like, I just want people to stop dying, like that's that's it. Yeah, like, not die, like you know. So our wishes. Yeah, no. Not with with the Jews, believe me. Um, Absolutely, and you know what? Yeah, we'll we'll uh, get to that in a minute. So end of end of the ceasefire, yeah. and. People are dying again. And um, the new horror stories coming out. Hamas is putting out more videos of sure, sure, sure. their torture. You know, they told one of the male hostages that his wife and children were dead. 
and videoed it and put it out. And, you know, I guess they think that 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 belittles that dad, that husband. All that it shows to me is the face of a beast and not that's not the dad. It's the 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 face of the beast is the the people who think that that's entertaining. I mean, that's that's beastly. But anyhow, again, woke up, opened my phone, looked at my Bible app, the U version, same one everybody else has. Like, really, it's it's the popular one, and. Um, it has a lot of merit. I really like it. I like it because well, it's, it's cool um, because it helps create community as well, right? It really does around you the world. Whenever you're friends with somebody, especially obviously you and I are friends on on right on new version. Like any time that that I highlight something, Shelly sees it and she'll go and like it, and then vice versa. Like I'll you know same thing. Like it pops up for me, and so um, right. that's cool. that's a really cool. Aspect. It keeps us. It keeps us seeing, you know, what God's speaking to each other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Same with my husband, different people in my church and family. Right. So I'm a fan of it. Again, the the scripture of the day just seems to me more like a inspirational calendar quote. But going to Psalm 130 to go from the beginning and see if I can um, read this without getting weepy. I don't know that I'll be able to. Even this morning when I was reading it to Danny, I was crying and he's like patting my knee. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm so emotional. It's just morning time, you know. But God's God's word tugs on me. Um and and I turn into a big baby. So here's Psalm 130. Um, I believe I chose the NIV because I wanted to. That's why. So it is a song of a sense. And um, David says, out of the depths, I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Nope, <laughs> I can't get through it. <clears throat> Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sin, Lord, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness so that we can with reverence serve you. I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for with the Lord is unfailing love and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel for all their sins. And yeah. I was just like, Lord, <laughs> thank you. That's beautiful. The world rages, the nations, how the nations rage, how the nations rage against Israel. How even her friends, even her friends say, Maybe you should, maybe you should cease fire. Maybe you should just, maybe you should just, what, should just quit existing? Should move out of Israel? Because before it was called Palestine, it was called Israel. 
Before it was called Israel, it was called Canaan. Mm -hmm. And doesn't seem to be a record of what it was called before it was Canaan. It was a bunch of little city states. Um, you know, Rick, you were saying that Israel by no means doesn't bear culpability. And I totally agree. Israel has not been a peaceful nation. It has not been, um, it doesn't have a godly history. It has a history with God in it, but they're always contending with with God. And that's what Israel means, wrestles with God, contends with God. There's always been contention. Um, and And when I talk to people about Israel, because Israel isn't a new love for me. Israel didn't pop up on my radar on October 7th. As anybody who has followed us knows, you know that Israel is um, is precious to us because we have been grafted into the tree of Israel. God didn't uproot Israel. He didn't uproot that tree. There are branches that he has removed and notched out so that we could be grafted in to that tree. We are new branches grafted into the tree of Israel. And that is such a lovely thing. And as that, that means I get my nourishment as a branch from that tree, from that tree that has the, the root of David. Um, I don't I I don't wish for is the, the tree of Israel to die because then I die. Yeah. Um yeah. I happen I happen to come from Jewish dis, Jewish lineage. Um it's been so many generations back. Uh my great 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 grandfather, a man named Heinrich Delk, uh converted from Judaism to Christianity, he became Amish <laughs> um, during during my family's um, immigration from a, a little town in in um, in the Pale, which is the uh, western part of Russia, basically Prussia, which is now Russia, Poland, Germany. Um, but the, our our whole village emigrated. Uh, all of these family names, and I can list them because we've got some genealogists who did a very good job um, with my particular family's history. But I know that Heinrich Delk um, converted from Judaism to Christianity and most of those other families, same thing happened. I don't, I don't know. God got a hold of my people. I don't know what to say. Um, except thank you. <laughs> Thanks Lord. Good job. I really appreciate it. And I know that Heinrich Delk in the morning while it was still dark because he was a Russian wheat farmer, he brought over Russian wheat to, to Canada. And then part of my family went down through the Dakotas and then spread out in the U S more, but still have a family in Canada. 
but he would start his morning praying on his knees for his children and their children and generations as yet unknown which is so cool to me because every once in a while it it, the last time was about 15 20 years ago um when my family has reunions they'll have a big delk family reunion and so like three four hundred of my closest 15th cousins you know (laughs) get together and they are all descendants of Heinrich Delk and his several wives he he wasn't a polygamist but uh you know women died young and um he had a couple of different wives I think three different wives um and and we would get together and share my family history, share how he would pray. Um, I I have a lot of uh, missionaries, a lot of teachers, a lot of um, uh, pastors and uh, theologians in my family. And so it's really cool for me to get together with them. I barely know them. And, you know, we're like, okay, well, I'm, I'm uh, Katrina's from Katrina's line and they'll be like well I'm from Charlotta's line and yes those are actually the names of two of his wives <laughs> but um I I know that that for my history that my family was Jewish nobody has his um uh practiced Judaism in seven generations my great 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 grandpa came over in the 18 teens so that's when when he immigrated to america um so i don't know if i get to count myself as grafted or if i get to count myself as the tree doesn't matter man i'm jesus's and that that's all that matters to me and that i love i love both the grafted and i love the true vine um, and I love that Jesus is the real vine and that we all, if we abide in him and he abides in us, then we bear fruit. Yeah. And as Christians, we have to remember that. I'm I'm appalled at how many Christians are anti-Israel. Um, and I can tell you without hesitation, and I will I will take my lumps as they fall, but you're not in your word if you do not know that Israel is God's beloved still today. He is not a man that he would lie, nor the son of man that he would change his mind. He doesn't renege on what he does. He doesn't pull it back. And Israel is still his. And they've been awful. Jacob was not a not a great man. I was in, in talking with Rick before we started recording. And Jacob he was a deceiver. That's what his name means. That's what Jacob means. Heel holder, deceiver, liar. Um, his, his grandpa wasn't much better. And that's Abraham, friend of God. He's a friend of God. And, you know, he, he also, he lied to two different Kings and let them take his wife as their wife because he was afraid that they would kill him because she was so beautiful. I mean, more, more than once. Once you'd kind of be like, dude, that looks really bad on you. But twice he was forming a pattern. Yeah. And um, he, there are other things he did. 
you know, ha taking Hagar, oh, look where that has landed the whole world. Um, and Sarah's great idea turned out to be not a great idea. She hated it. It was her idea. And she wanted to whine about it. It was your idea, Sarah. But there, the, my point is, is that the nation of Israel didn't start off good. You can look in every generation and point out people who did vile and reprehensible things. You can find that in every civilization you go to as well. There is not one where uh, everybody was great. George Washington was not a saint. He was our first president here in America and pretty great guy, wonderful general. Um, slave owner so yeah yeah there's you if you look you will find something to be um appalled at in each one yeah, of us satisfied with every you. one of us but i i i want to make a point that god never turned completely away from Israel. He has a time where he, he like pushes Israel out to get her back on her knees the same way we do. Your kid goes into timeout, uh, gets grounded, gets a spanking, gets whatever, whatever the form of discipline is to, to get them back in line, to get us back in line. Um, there's a scripture I think of when when people are like Israel's pretty bad, I'm like, yep, always they always have been, always have been. Abraham, Jacob, David, Samson, Solomon, um, King Josiah, King Hezekiah, King Mattaniah, you want to name them, uh, all the way down. As a matter of fact, here here are the words that Jesus said to Jerusalem, to Jerusalem in particular. Um, you can find them in Matthew chapter 23, starting verse uh, 37. And I'll, I'll set the stage for you here. This is, I'm thinking this was after Palm Sunday. Okay. But Jesus is looking on Jerusalem. And he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who murders the prophets, stones to death, those messengers who are sent to her by God. Guys, I'm reading in the Amplified, sorry. Mm. Um, How often I wanted to gather your children together around me as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you were unwilling. Listen carefully. Your house is being left to you desolate, completely abandoned by God and destitute of his protection. For I say to you, you will not see me again ministering to you publicly until you say, blessed to be celebrated with praise is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But I just think about that Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who murders the prophets and stones the messenger sent to her by God. Jesus knew he wasn't saying these are the these are the kindest most loyal people on the planet 
That's not what he was saying, because there are no most kind, most loyal people on the planet, Israelis included. Mm-hmm. But still, the place Jesus put is going to come is the Mount of Olives. There's he, a- that's gotcha. Go ahead, Rick. That's where he's going to hit. That's where his touchdown is. That is where his return point yeah. is. Yeah, that's. There's, there's two things I want to say here, um, and I think this, this is kind of along the same vein, and I, w- I wanted to make sure we touch on them. So um, one is just kind of occurring to me, sort of. Uh, I've heard people say this before, but I think it, you know, it's, it's, it bears, bears out important message to say for you guys, um, if you've not thought about this, but also um, it's an encouraging point as well with who the Jews are. So to my point. Um, you may have heard it said before that, uh, that Israel is the spiritual clock that we, that we should pay attention to. They're going to tell us exactly what's going on with everything going on. Um, I have said at, at great length and with no, um, uh, chagrin at all, no, um, uh, with no, no, without it, 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 inhibitionless. I can't think of the way I say it. That I, you know, yeah, I didn't know what I thought about um, uh, about preterm, uh, pre term, pre pre trib, post trib, preterit. I was like, I don't know, <laughs> pan trib, trans trip. I don't know what any of that crap means. You know, it's no like, trans trip. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, well, I'm just trying to be inclusive. So, uh, <laughs> um, I had somebody laid out for me, and I'll get to that in a second. But um, I'm, I'm bringing that up because it is our clock. It does tell us what's going on, and it is very clear. And honestly, what you, if you're watching us, and you watch the rest of our content that is not Cosmovision related, you will have no problem probably agreeing with us on largely at least largely on on what our um end times theology is um so uh you know just saying that because if you believe in giants then you won't have any problem (laughs) believing the rest of the stuff it'll be it'll follow suit um the giants make the difference man it's like it's (laughs) in your theology it really does um and god used so Part of it is that God had to set Israel apart, right? Who, or at least the people who would become Israel, because they were the only ones that God could save. It's not He didn't want to save them. They, there was, you know, the earth had become an abomination. It wasn't just violence; it was it was violence and and corruption, just like absolutely like genetic corruption. Corrupted, you know, right. so we see that that's what plays out in in Israel, right? And when that's why God was so strict and we've talked about this before, why he was so in, so adamant about them not mixing with other gods because I mean you're going right back to the same stuff. You're leaving yourself open, you know, you can we don't know, you know, we think potentially that they they could have very well had their DNA still manipulated because there could have been other incursions from other watchers and they can invite them in or they can have right. demons. And we knew that there are other stuff. other giants, so Right. So we, we won't get too far down that rabbit trail. It's not where I'm trying to go. What I'm really trying to get at is that 
that God used this nation that was willing to keep itself pure enough to obey him for us to observe and then see the grace that God had with his people so that we could see that grace reflected in our own life. So I, I'm going to use Joel, um, what's Joel's last name? Joel uh, Richardson. Joel Richardson. Yeah, he's got my, he's got my first name. Joel, um, Joel Richardson. Sorry, Richards. Richards. Oh, even closer. Um, he, now I have he to says, look. He said he said this on Twitter a while ago. It's such it's such an insightful thing. He, he might have written in his book, and maybe that's where I read. It. I can't remember if he said it on on Twitter or, or I read it in his book. But um, Israel is the test. The Jews are the test. You know, God intentionally makes it tough a tough pill to swallow. I mean, we're, that's why we're telling you guys. You know, we don't we don't think that the Jews are super absent of sin or, or wrongdoing or any of that stuff. No, that's, that's absolutely not true. Um, there's some egregious things that happened between Jews and between other cultures and, and to this day. And so none of that stuff is, is presenting any kind of like uh cop out for the Jews either. Right. And so I'm getting at, but God intentionally uses this group of people for us to measure our heart and how we respond to what he commands we do it's not an right. optional command when god tells you to pray for the peace of israel it's not no nope, no it's not command right, right when you you know that that he says that you 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 should love your jewish brother i mean the romans 11 man if you haven't read it you need to go read it right you know, right right if you, if you think that the jews are, are are a plague or they're just in the way or you need to go or read the, they have been comments. replaced by Christians, or which the replacement theology, right? Which is what I wanted to make sure we didn't skip over. So right, right, right. Nope. Good. Because I was wanting to go there as well. So, good, good. so just to recap, the nation of Israel is both a test and a blessing to us. We are able to look at their errors and see where God was graceful for them so that we can understand when we find ourselves in the same situations that he extends that same grace to us. That he extend, extends that same love to us. Um, now there will be naysayers as we're walking into this subject. And I'll let you pick up from here. As soon as I finish this statement, shell, um, that will say, well, you know, th the way that the Jewish nation came to be, and I actually had this discussion with a girl a few months, about a month ago. And she was like, well, you know, I don't, she's like, how can I support? She was Christian. She says, or, or, pretty Christian, I guess. Uh, how can I support the Jews when they're doing all these atrocities and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, yeah, I mean, fair. There's there's atrocities that the Jews are doing. Uh, we can get into the whole whole slew of reasons why those atrocities are happening and who's perpetrating them and who's not. And I mean, we can get into all that stuff if you want to. Um, but, and I, I told her, but they are the Jewish nation that God put there. And she goes, oh, please, the British put them there when, when they apportioned the land because they had you know cut up the ottoman empire and they were they were trying to give them a place to be and i go so she goes what do you mean so i'm like what do you mean like why is that relevant you don't think that god can use political movements to and, and political powers to apportion the <laughs> things that he's written in his in his word i mean it's it's, right. it's, it's such a king nebuchadnezzar <laughs> to me it's such a moot point like well, yeah, but but the British Empire set them up, and so 
like God said it was going to happen. He didn't tell you how it was going to happen. Most times, guys, hate to break it to you, when God gives you a promise or God gives you some fancy schmancy word that you're that He's given to you, He's not get, usually like nine times out of ten He's not giving it to you because He wants you to feel good. He's giving it to you because He wants you to remember what He told you in the right. moment when you're in a right. crappy situation. You don't know what to make of it. So that's number one. And then number two, He gives you the word, and you're sitting around twiddling your fingers trying to figure out how he's going to do it and he wants he, he wants you to get used to that because he's not going to tell you how he's going to do it almost never will god tell you how he's going to do something it's very right. very rare so for you to tell me ah, oh, well the british were the ones that said it. so what god does god do what he want when he want that's right. it right i so, mean how do people expect things to be done in the earth if they're not done by earthly means I mean, well, I mean, like, I mean that, really? that comes back to the, the idea that, that we that we have the separation of of of, of science and and uh, and spirituality. But I would also right. like to say we think of governance and societal movements as separated from spiritual ones too. And so that's 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 the issue, right? right? That's right. where we that's where we really get we compartmentalize way, way, way too well. Exactly, which we it doesn't before. work right. <laughs> Um, right. I want to read this verse and I'll let you you go, Shell. So here, let me pull it up real quick so that you guys aren't having to like not see what the heck I'm talking about here. This is Amos. I, I really wanted to say this. Um, God put Israel where he wants her. Um, and I'm going to stand by that and I'm going to show you scripture for why I believe. That. You know what? The thing is, is if you don't believe that, in, then you're not reading the word. Yep. Because the Bible is Zionist. Yep. The restoration of Israel. This is Amos 9, 14 and 15. I will restore this when they are not. Obviously, you can't restore something if they're there in uh, in, uh, right. in Israel, right? So God says, I will restore my people Israel from captivity. They will rebuild and inhabit the ruined cities. They will plant vineyards and drink their wine. They will make gardens and eat their fruit. I will firmly plant them in their own land. Never again to be uprooted from the land that I have given them, says the Lord your God. So um, we can get into all the, the different ideas about, you know, end times prophecies and, and concepts. But if right. God put them there, the idea is for them not to be moved. I mean, that's what his word says. So either you believe it or you don't, you know. And right. I'll let Shelly get into all, all that fun stuff here. I think you know where I'm going, right, Shelly? Well, you know what, you had touched on Romans 11, and I think it's good to yeah. to bring that up. Um, yep. I have it up if you want it. Do you? I, I mean, I have it here if you want to put it up on the screen. Yeah, I got you. What, what version do you want, by the way? <laughs> um, NIV is good. Okay. I had a ESV, so let me change it real quick for you. Um, are you starting from verse 1? I am. I will jump a little bit, I think, because yep. it's a longish passage. It's, it is but, long. Um, I encourage you guys to go read it, by the way. I really, really do. Absolutely. And if there you go. think there you go. that, I don't know, you know what? So replacement theology, that, and that would be uh, supersessionism, it, it, the belief that God has... Um, has wiped out Israel and now everywhere it says Israel just substitute church. Um, if, if you find yourself believing 
in that vein, you need to go back to the word and realign yourself um, because that that's not in God's word. It, it's not found there. You, what, what you have done is you've listened to people manipulate. Well, or you've tried to read it into scripture. Yeah, it, it is. It is not there. And Romans 11 right here does a pretty good job. And yep. you can't get much more New Testament than yeah. Romans, actually. This is one of those passages that, like, if you are a replacement theologist, it's like, well, what do you do with this chapter then? You either right, like, you just skip it, it. And don't believe it, you know? Um, so starting at verse one, he says, I asked then, did God reject his people? By no means. I am an Israelite myself, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God did not reject his people whom he foreknew. Don't you know what scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he appealed to God against Israel? Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am the only one left and they are trying to kill me. And what was God's answer to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So too at the present there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. What then? What the people of Israel sought so earnestly, they did not obtain. The elect among them did, but the others were hardened, as it was written. God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that could not see and ears that could not hear to this very day. And man, that still applies to today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess I just will keep reading, being as I'm already almost to mm -hmm. verse 11. Yeah. And David says, may their table become a snare and a trap, a stumbling block and retribution for them. May their eyes be darkened so they cannot see and their backs be bent forever. Oof, that's a curse, man. If your eyes yeah. can't see and you be bowled over by the weight of what you're bearing on your back, that it be bent forever. Sheesh. And, and it's important because the, uh, what we would call replacement theologists love to substitute in the church for all the blessings, but they dare not substitute the church in for all the oh, curses. Man, are you kidding? Um, right. So. Right. Talk about pick and choose. Yeah. Again, I ask, did they stumble so far to fall beyond recovery? Not at all. Rather because of their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel envious and that that right there that is um, that's what we're here for this is what we're here for to make israel envious not to make them hate us sin with envy but to make them yeah. want to live how we live to make them want the relationship with god that we have yeah. No, wait a minute. That is my dad. If you can have a relationship with him and you're just a stepkid, I want yep. that kind of a relationship with my dad. Um, yeah. But if their transgression means riches for the world and their loss means riches for the Gentile, how much greater riches will their full inclusion bring? I'm talking to you Gentiles inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles. I take pride in my ministry in the hope that I may somehow arouse my own people to envy and save some of them. 
for if through for if their rejection brought reconciliation to the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? Yeah. If part of the dough be offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. Here's where we're getting heavy. And then here, this is this is the crux. If some of the branches have been broken off and you, though a wild olive shoot, a Gentile, have been grafted in among the others and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root, that's the Israeli tree, um, do not consider yourself to be superior to those other branches. If you do consider this, you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. Granted, but they were broken off because of unbelief and you stand by faith. Don't be arrogant, but tremble. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Hmm. Man, like I, the whole the whole chapter is pretty intense. But that's that's what I was saying. I don't know if I if I count as a natural branch or a grafted branch, but I tell you what, I am in that olive tree, dang it. <laughs> and I'm not going anywhere. Um Abraham was promised that through him all nations would be blessed. And you know what? I think there have been various blessings. It's it's not only the best blessing, which is salvation, which is Jesus, Yeshua, Messiah, but there there are other blessings, but that's the one that really matters. All the other blessings, those are just temporal. Mm-hmm. When this world's gone, they'll be gone. Our salvation in Jesus is permanent. It is mm-hmm. eternal. And um, through Abraham came that blessing. And now it's our turn to love Israel, to make Jesus attractive to Israel. That's what this envy um, thing is all about. It's about us making Jesus look good. And he is good. He is so good. But we're his representation on this planet. If we if we look like a bunch of jerks, then Jesus looks like a jerk. If we look hateful, then he looks hateful. And you know what? First John tells us, how can you say you love God whom you haven't seen if you can't love your brother who you have seen? You are a liar. It straight out says liar. Yeah. You can't love God if you can't love your brother. Yeah. And yeah. and again, yeah. m- maybe Maybe you have some real valid beef against Israel. Maybe Netanyahu, like, you know, every bad thing he has done and you just, you got to hold it against him. I can think of some off the top of my head that I'm not super happy about. You know what? The answer, though, what does the Bible say? The Bible says to pray for your enemies, to do good, to do good to those who harm you. To pray for them, but it also tells us pray for the peace of Israel. Yeah. yeah. And in doing that, I'm amazed at how 
many people don't realize when you pray for the peace of Israel, you're praying for the peace of Palestine. You are praying for the peace of Iran. You are praying for the peace in the Middle East. Every enemy of Israel, you are praying for their peace when you pray for Israel's peace. And it, it astonishes me how many people don't know that. Like, to me, it's as plain as the sun in the sky on a on a bright day. Um, and maybe it's because, I don't know why, I guess because God's been gracious and he has opened my eyes so I can see this, that you pray for the peace of Israel. Um, now, I pray also for for success in overcoming um, the nefarious deeds of, of evil people who are out to murder and destroy because it looks like they're 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 following the design of the enemy of God therefore they must be an enemy of God yeah but I'll I'll tell you how I pray personally Ricky knows this people who are close to me know um this is how I pray in particular for the Middle East. Mm. I pray for the man in white Mm. to keep showing himself to people who otherwise might never have a chance to know him. I pray, I pray for one more opportunity for those who are about to die to have the saving knowledge of Jesus. That's yeah. what I pray. I pray it for Jews. I pray it for um, Gazans. Um, for me, that is what's most important. Um, I would like people to live, but this this is temporal to me. This this isn't it. This is this is the appetizer. That's all this is. This is the appetizer for us. We, the world we live in, the 60, 70, 80, 120 years we, we are on this planet is nothing more than the appetizer and the glass of water on the table, maybe yeah. a breadstick. Hmm. That's all it is. It's is not the meal. It is not the dessert. It is not the after dinner coffee. It's, it's not any of that. It's not the fun that begins once the meal is done. It's not even the laughter of the meal because it's just the appetizer. Yeah. And so um, that, that is how I pray. I, I pray that, that the um, evil plans of evil people be thwarted. Um, whoever the evil people are, I don't yeah. give God a side. He knows what he's doing. I don't even know why he needs my, um, my assent to any of his plans. He is God. His will is perfect. This is still plan A. He is still working out plan A. There have been no plan B's put in motion. He does not need them. From the foundations of the earth, Christ died for us. Before God said, let, already this plan was in motion and it is his, the plan. It's not plan B. It's not, oops, 
the the serpent did something in the garden and messed everything up. I have to regroup and formulate another plan. No, he knew that with free will, that was coming. He knew it. He was he was willing yeah. to let us fall down. Well, frankly, he we couldn't be his image bearers if we didn't have a level of of um, sovereignty. And right. So, you know, he. You can't have free will. You can't have love without free will. You and can't have free will without the option of sin. Yeah, yeah, election, right? Rebellion, which is which is mind-boggling. It's not what we're on the topic of, but uh, you know, you want to think about something for a while. Think about the fact that your free will factors into God's ultimate plan. So uh, cool. It's very difficult to comprehend. <laughs> like, as it, you know, David says, "As high as the heavens are the earth, so great are your thoughts concerning me." Um, which must mean that whatever path we decide to take is irrelevant, um, but he still gives us the option, which is kind of crazy. Right. His his will is so perfect, and and so he is in all the minute details. They say the devil's in the details, but that's not true. God is in the details. He has every detail done back a thousand generations ago. I don't think there have been a thousand generations, but you know what I'm saying. He already had the generations that we can't even see yet planned out, mapped out from Adam. And that's cool. Like, that's really cool. And that that is the same God um, in, again, going back to Deuteronomy, being in Deuteronomy, Moses keeps saying this statement, and it really resonates with me. And he says, with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, God did this with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, God did that he he brought us through he prevailed for us with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm and when i when i read psalm 130 this morning that's what i was thinking man watch out for that mighty hand and the outstretched arm if you follow us on facebook you will see the post that i put out as a precursor for this um god just laid it so heavy on my heart um He's moving and mm. and all these plans, everybody's plans in the end, they don't matter. He he will. He will redeem Israel with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. And as Zechariah tells us, he will redeem Israel in a day. In one day, he will redeem the entire nation. He, he will do it. He will do it just like he has done it. He will do it. Mm. And we can be a part of the winning side. We can be a part of the losing side. And I, for one, want to be blessed. So I'm going to bless Israel because yeah. Yahweh said, I will bless those who bless you and curse those yeah. who curse you. Yeah. So I will bless Israel. I don't have to stand behind Israel's government. I don't have to think that everything sure. they do is right. It is irrelevant. What I know is that Yeshua is Israeli. 
<laughs> and I am all for him. So yeah. I will I will bless his people and I will pray for the day that they say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, so that he can return again and do wonders in Jerusalem. And he will. And he will. And he will. But guys, if you have questions about this, and please don't take our word for it. You you yep. have seen these Research three stuff. major um scriptures we've brought to you tonight um open open the bible read it go go through and yeah. read deuteronomy and you'll you'll see if a you lot feel, of repeated if you feel words. like we're wrong feel free to call us out man oh yeah go ahead you, you make a case make a case and um we will happily again dialogue with you about this but regardless of what you feel about the situation yeah. i don't want any babies dying i don't want any more babies dying yeah. i none I, I want none i don't care what their zip code is i don't care what their lineage is i don't want any more babies to die yeah but it's gonna happen but this war isn't over until it is over yeah. If you want it to be over quicker and you're really concerned about lives and souls, then you need to be praying. You need to be down on your knees asking God for mercy. Ask him to show you how he sees the world. Because that, it's not ever what you expect. I think we go into to a prayer situation like that lord show me what you feel about the situation show me what you feel about these people and when you see it your heart just breaks it crumbles because his loved ones are hurting so bad and it doesn't matter if they're palestinian if they're uh israeli if they're iranian it does not matter they're his children and he does love them and you know what there is a right and there is a wrong and there is there is a, a right side and a wrong side there is a side that is just um and and is doing everything they can to be as um as careful with the civilians as possible i mean it's crazy to to tell people hey here are our targets get out of the way because that gives the enemy the opportunity to also move along with the civilians but that is what israel's doing hamas hezbollah uh pij they are not giving forewarning of hey watch out we're gonna uh be lobbing missiles over to ashkelon today that is not what they're doing but Israel campaigns, they fly out leaflets in every flipping language that is in the region so that people, and probably pictographs, geez, trying to tell people, get out. This is, this is what we're going for. This is where we're coming in. This is where we're bombing. Get out of the way. And Hamas can run too. They can go down into their tunnels like little rats and... And bury themselves under the earth and under people's homes yeah. while while their children huddle in a corner in that home above their tunnels. 
but Israel is trying to be fair. And I know that the um, algorithms show us what we show we have a predilection for. I get Israeli-based news because I love Israel. I don't get a whole lot of Gazan-based news where it's their viewpoint because the algorithm knows I'm not going to watch it. But I do try to have um, some balance. I want to know what is being said. I want to know because otherwise I'm I'm only getting a part of the story. So I know that it's hard for us to get yeah, a yeah. balanced amount of both sides of this the is, news. This is one of those topics where you have to really, you know, um, you really do have to pray for a discernment for God to give you some clear understanding, you know, and it, it might not come right away. And that, you know, that's probably with intention on God's part. Um, right. but definitely do pray for discernment. Honestly, I recommend uh, go on Twitter, man. You'll get a bunch of different viewpoints from a bunch of different people. Um, you'll have a lot of yeah. thoughts. Yeah. X is where I, I get the most yeah. um, diverse viewpoints. I really yeah, do. Know. Um, and that's where I get a lot of my news. And then, you know what, I, I follow, I follow FAI, um, and their boots on the ground. So I get, um, Christian based information through, uh, their posts and their retweets. Um, but I follow other people too, that are not, not of my, um, ideological leanings. Yeah. So that I can see what's going on, you know, a little bit more fair and balanced. I'd rather be irritated than uninformed, you know. Right, right, right. Absolutely. So I don't know which way your algorithms are leading you, but you can search and find information that is alternate to what SMS thinks you need to be fed yeah 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 i'm in um geez anything else you wanted to add Joe, by the way i don't think so i think i i think i hit all the points that yeah. i wanted you know what i know there are a lot of questions about it and yes. um, a really close friend of ours asked me at a at a birthday party the other night he said chill just real quick just explain to me like I'm a five-year-old, but what is a Zionist? I said, a Zionist is anybody who believes the Jews uh, ought to live in Israel. And he said, so every Jew. I said, no, pretty much. And every Christian who knows that Jesus is going to come back and rule from Zion, from Mount Zion, which is the Temple Mount, which is Mount Moriah, where Abraham was um, going to sacrifice Isaac, that mountain. Yeah, that's that's um, the holy mountain. Yeah, that's where the dome on the rock is now. That is that is where Jesus is going to sit and rule the earth in Zion, in Mount Zion, in the city of the north, in the city of the great king. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a psalm. I don't know. <laughs> I can hear it in my head. 
but that that is what a Zionist is. And I'm a Zionist. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in this day and age, that's not the most comfortable thing to say. No, but you not. know what? In the end, I stand with God. That, that's all there is to it. Right. That is his holy hill. That is his mountain. That is where he chose for his name to dwell. And you guys it's have where... a lot of good references for mountains oh, being yeah. sacred places, being holy places. So yeah, go back and... Yeah, we talked about Mount Moriah. We have talked about the Temple Mount. We have talked about the the Judean Mountains, which is that mountain range. Um, a little bit, maybe not as extensively as we could. I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but um, that's where Zionism comes from. Yeah. Oh, it is way. not somebody who doesn't want Palestinians to exist. By the way, it is not. It is not somebody who doesn't want a two-state solution for Palestinians to have governance of themselves. Zionists want that, too. They want peace in I, Israel. Uh, they just also want to be able to have living Israelis in Israel. I saw you right. I saw a crazy statistic today uh, that said in 19... 20, no, not that far back. Sorry, 1940-something, right around the, the, the birth of, of uh, the modern state of Israel. Okay, um, that'd be 47 and 48. Yeah, it's 23. Um, right around the turn of the, that, that, that new era, um, it said the amount of Palestinians that lived in, in, um, in Israel then was like, I don't know, like 160,000 or something. And then it said now it's like 200 million or something like that. It was some crazy, crazy number. I mean, just, just crazy, crazy number. So, you know. Yeah, it's uh, interesting, isn't it? I know. It's something. You know uh, what? But whatever, whichever side you sit on. And again, if you're reading the Bible, it seems very, very, very clear um, that you should be praying for the peace of Israel yeah. every day. You have to. You have to. I mean, and, you want to be obedient anyway. I mean, that's what right. I mean, you don't have to. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what I tell you to do. If you love yeah. me, keep my commands. Yep. And the so, way that she said that is interesting. It's not like, go do it. It's more like, Dude, if you really love me, you're just going to do it anyway, you know. So. Right. Um, so that's where we stand with that. I assume that this will be one of our most hated videos. Uh, probably. Probably. <laughs> but it's okay. It needs to be said, man. Um, you know what? I'd rather be obedient. I just would. Gonna, and God has had this on our heart for quite a bit. He really, he really has. Um, we're going to actually have, I always do, guys. I don't know if you know this, but. If you're watching on uh, Spotify, we we actually do have um, some uh, uh, polls as well as just Q and A. Um, a lot of times, I'll just leave a question up there and let you guys respond. I, I keep forgetting to tell you guys, but you should go and check that out. Respond to what we uh, what we're asking about, what we're talking mm -hmm. about. Um, I'll have a you know uh, a question for 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 comment for for response. And I'm sure we'll get some very, very 
uh, passionate feelings about um, a lot of this stuff. And that's okay. That's all right, man. I mean, we, we knew that this was going to be a, a very, very emotionally and intellectually charged um, mm-hmm. episode. And we're, we're giving a really brief overview. Um, in fact, if you're up for it, Shell, we can talk about the uh, three basic views. Not very long. I should, you know, um, just for our uh, behind the paywall listeners for like pre post. Um, uh, mid trip. Yeah. <laughs> you want, or we could leave it for a different date either way. You know what? We should, that's we probably that's, that's, really should leave it because it's, it's really is an in-depth it's a lot topic. It's a lot. Um, but it's super important, man. It is very important. Just say, and, let's do this. I'll just say we sit, uh, I think Shell and I, I don't know if I a hundred percent believe everything, you know, um, but oh, I, I will not give you a hundred percent statement no, on pre mid or post trip. I won't. I'm also too. I'm also too too new to the subject. But I lean Farley, um, like Farley, on the post trip side. For, Unfortunately, for I wish um, I wish I could I mean, believe otherwise. It'd be yeah, nice to have pre trip. I just scoot and scoot. I've told you guys this before. Like I, I can't have seen the early church disciples and, and followers be beheaded and, you know, just like disemboweled and all sorts of stuff oh, because Lord, they believe right. in Jesus. And then us be like, ah, well, you know, we'll just, we're just going to hightail it Not out Not me. Here. I'm an American. Jesus loves I'm me too American. much to let me go through anything that might hurt being American. comfortable. Shoot, I'm Texan. No one can touch me. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, yeah. I'm Texan, no. guys, too. Off. off we are texans. texans we are we are i've i've shown you guys some of this by the way thank you guys for responding if you told us where you're from i've been trying to make oh, a that was so great where everybody's at but just so you know this that. is this is texas if you do this this is texas right here right? <laughs> and then if you do it farther down like that i don't know if you can see the whole thing like all of this this would be mexico <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> That's I guess we'll just do, um, yeah, just start, well, no, I kind of feel like we should pray. I'll pray real quick. Okay. Um, Lord Jesus, we just thank you so much, Lord, that, uh, that you are a gracious God. Um, we know that this is a rough topic for us and for everyone else. It's not an easy thing to deal with and to contend with, frankly, um, which is, you know, not ironically what Israel means. Um, help us to serve you pro- appropriately, Lord, to, to honor what your word says, but also to honor humanity in general. Um, we don't want to see unnecessary death, Lord, but your word tells us that that unnecessary death is necessary, um, that that's going to happen, that that's part of it, man. It's just it's the way it plays out, Lord. But where you can minimize it, please do, Lord, where you can... Wherever you can can sprinkle grace on on either side or on all sides, please do that. Please do that, Lord. Be be gracious where you can, Father God. Just like Shelley said, provide provide second or first opportunities for for people yes, to know you, yes. Jesus. Um, this is this is a, it's a really really difficult situation. There's nothing easy about it, Lord God, and we know that. The things that are happening right now is aligning everything for your 
final revelatory happenings to unfold, Lord. So I would just pray that that you would um, just move, man, move. If, if there if there can be a quick peace, so be it. Please, Lord, mm-hmm. bring peace in Jerusalem, in Israel, and in turn in the Middle East, Lord. Give your people everywhere, Lord God, whether they're grafted or, or they're the original vine itself, Lord God. Give them peace, Lord God. Give them salvation. Give them the mm-hmm. opportunity to know mm-hmm. you, Lord. We bless you. We thank you. You are a good God who, who sees and knows all and nothing escapes you. You've known the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end, Lord. Thank you for being timeless. Thank you for being outside time. And thank you for deciding to interject in time so that you can commune with us and give us insight into who you are and this, this whole concept of a relationship in general. We bless you. We thank you. We give you glory, Lord. And we pray for the, the peace of Israel, Lord. And we also say, Amen. Shalom. Amen. <laughs> Jesus, come, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Man. We get our podcast until then, but you know. <laughs> ready to go home again. Amen. Right, man. Yes, uh, that's it. The Lord bless you and keep All you. Right. The Lord, his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord give you peace. I think I said it out of order, but. No, he did good. Okay. Amen. Shalom. 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 Maranatha, you, you guys. Thanks for staying with us. Thank you for watching this episode of The Christian Theological Dark Web. For questions or comments, please email us at thechristiantheologicaldarkweb at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, please look for the Patreon link in the description. This has been another production of CTDW Studios. Thank you, and God bless.